Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 69. Save me, God, because the waters have reached my neck. I have sunk into deep mud. My feet can't touch the bottom. I have entered deep water. The flood has swept me up. I'm tired of crying. My throat is hoarse. My eyes are exhausted with waiting for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me for no reason. My treacherous enemies, those who would destroy me, are countless. Must I now give back what I didn't steal in the first place? God, you know my foolishness. My wrongdoings aren't hidden from you. Lord, God of heavenly forces, don't let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me. God of Israel, don't let those who seek you be disgraced because of me. I am insulted because of you. Shame covers my face. I have become a stranger to my own brothers, an immigrant to my mother's children. Because passion for your house has consumed me, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. I wept while I fasted. Even for that, I was insulted. When I wore funeral clothes, people made fun of me. Those who sit at the city gate muttered things about me. Drunkards made up rude songs. But me? My prayer reaches you, Lord, at just the right time. God, in your great and faithful love, answer me with your certain salvation. Save me from the mud. Don't let me drown. Let me be saved from those who hate me and from these watery depths. Don't let me be swept away by the floodwaters. Don't let the abyss swallow me up. Don't let the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, for your faithful love is good. Turn to me in your great compassion. Don't hide your face from me, your servant, because I'm in deep trouble. Answer me quickly. Come close to me. Redeem me. Save me because of my enemies. You know full well the insults I've received. You know my shame and my disgrace. All my adversaries are right there in front of you. Insults have broken my heart. I'm sick about it. I hoped for sympathy, but there wasn't any. I hoped for comforters, but couldn't find any. They gave me poison for food. To quench my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let the table before them become a trap. Let their offerings a snare. Let their eyes grow too dim to see. Make their insides tremble constantly. Pour out your anger on them. Let your burning fury catch them. Let their camp be devastated. Let no one dwell in their tents, because they go after those you've already struck. They talk about the pain of those you've already pierced. Pile guilt on top of their guilt. Don't let them come into your righteousness. Let them be wiped out of the scroll of life. Let them not be recorded along with the righteous. In me, I'm afflicted. I'm full of pain. Let your salvation keep me safe, God. I will praise God's name with song. I will magnify him with thanks, because that is more pleasing to the Lord than an ox, more pleasing than a young bull with full horns and hooves. Let the afflicted see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your heart beat strong again, because the Lord listens to the needy and doesn't despise his captives. Let heaven and earth praise God, the oceans too, and all that moves within them. God will most certainly save Zion and will rebuild Judah's cities, so that God's servants can live there and possess it. The offspring of God's servants will inherit Zion, and those who love God's name will dwell there. 
Our Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Exodus, chapter 1, verses 6 through 22. Eventually, Joseph, his brothers, and everyone in his generation died. But the Israelites were fertile and became populous. They multiplied and grew dramatically, filling the whole land. Now a new king came to power in Egypt who didn't know Joseph. He said to his people, The Israelite people are now larger in number and stronger than we are. Come, let's be smart and deal with them. Otherwise they will only grow in number, and if war breaks out, they will join, join our enemies, fight against us, and then escape from the land. As a result, the Egyptians put foremen of forced work gangs over the Israelites to harass them with hard work. They had to build storage cities named Pithom and Ramses for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they grew and spread, so much so that the Egyptians started to look at the Israelites with disgust and dread. So the Egyptians enslaved the Israelites. They made their lives miserable with hard labor, making mortar and bricks, doing field work, and by forcing them to do all kinds of other cruel work. The king of Egypt spoke to, he, to two Hebrew midwives named Shifra and Pua. When you are helping the Hebrew women give birth and you see the child, the baby being born, if it's a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, you can let her live. Now the two midwives respected God, so they didn't obey the Egyptian king's order. Instead, they let the baby boys live. So the king of Egypt called the two midwives and said to them, Why are you doing this? Why are you letting the baby boys live? The two midwives said to Pharaoh, Because Hebrew women aren't like Egyptian women. They're much stronger and give birth before any midwives can get to them. So God treated the midwives well, and the people kept on multiplying and became very strong. And because the midwives respected God, God gave them households of their own. Then Pharaoh gave an order to all his people, Throw every baby boy to the Hebrews into the Nile River, but you can let all the girls live. Today's epistle reading comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 26. Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all the parts of the body are one body, even though there are many. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek or slave or free, and we all were given one spirit to drink. Certainly the body isn't one part, but many. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that mean it's not part of the body? If the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, does that mean it's not part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, what would happen to the hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, what would happen to the sense of smell? As it is, but as it is, God has placed each one of the parts of the body just like he wanted. If all were one and the same body part, what would happen to the body? But as it is, there are many parts but one body. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, or in turn the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Instead, the parts of the body that people think are the weakest are the most necessary. The parts of the body that we think are less honorable are the ones we honor the most. The private parts of our body that aren't presentable are the ones that are given the most dignity. The parts of our body that are presentable don't need this. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts with less honor, so that there won't be division in the body and so the parts might have mutual concern for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. 
If one part gets the glory, all the parts celebrate with it. Today's Gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verse 27, through chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus and his disciples went into the villages near Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They told him, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, And what about you? What do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples, The human one must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the legal experts, and be killed, and then after three days rise from the dead. He said this plainly, but Peter took hold of Jesus and scolding him began to correct him. Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, then sternly corrected Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking God's thoughts, but human thoughts. After calling the crowd together with his disciples, Jesus said to them, All who want to come after me must say no to themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. All who want to save their lives will lose them, but all who lose their lives because of me and because of the good news will save them. Why would people gain the whole world but lose their lives? What will people give in exchange for their lives? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, in this unfaithful and sinful generation, the human one will be ashamed of that person when he comes in the Father's glory with the holy angels. Jesus continued, I assure you that some standing here won't die before they see God's kingdom arrive in power. the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set you've done for me. Brings the chaos back into order. Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The king of glory, the king of glory. Who rules the nation with truth and justice? Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. 
lamb who was slain Worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the lamb who was slain Worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the lamb who was slain Worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the lamb who was slain The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, 
supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of Psalm 73. My body and my heart fail, but God is my heart's rock and my share forever. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was This Is Amazing Grace, performed by Sarah Middleton and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.